This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Hello everyone, my name is Michael Tran, Technical Services Consultant in the BT Technical Services team, a group of qualified individuals who can help you as advisors answer any technical advice strategy related queries you might have. In today's podcast, I'll be covering some measures I have not previously spoken about in detail that have recently passed Parliament. I'll also remind you of other measures that I have covered in the past, uh, which have also passed Parliament and touch on, on the progress of some of the proposals that were still before Parliament. Starting with the first one, the Social Services and Other Legislation Amendment Workforce Incentive Act 2022 has received royal assent and covers three important measures. I'll talk to each one in chronological order of their effective date. The first measure commences from the 1st of December 2022 and will immediately increase eligible clients' work bonus income bank by $4,000 and temporarily increase the maximum work bonus income bank balance to $11,800 from $7,800 currently. This will cease at the end of calendar year 2023 as it is meant to be a temporary measure. To provide some context, the work bonus provides individuals who have attained their age pension age and not receiving a transitional rate of pension to have uh, the first $300 per fortnight of income source from employment or self-employment exempt. Eligible payments include the age pension, carer's payment, disability support pension and service pensions from DVA as well as for the income support supplement. If the eligible income support recipient earns a lower amount, that is less than the $300 per fortnight, then any unused work bonus accrues in a separately tracked account called the Work Bonus Income Bank. These accrued amounts can be used to reduce income earned in future fortnights. As an analogy, it works sort of the same way as the catch-up concessional or carry-forward concessional provisions. For example, if an individual earns $100 for the first fortnight from employment, all of it will be exempt and no employment income will count towards the income test in that fortnight. They'll also accrue $200 in their work bonus income bank. In the second fortnight, say if they earned $700 from employment, they can exempt a total of $500 for that fortnight using the usual $300 per fortnight work bonus and $200 from the work bonus income bank that has accrued. Only $200 as a result, so $700 less than $500. So $200 of employment income will be assessed during that second fortnight. <clears throat> the recently legislated upfront increase of $4,000 in clients' work bonus income bank can potentially benefit older Australians who have been working and earning income from employment or self-employment of more than $300 per fortnight and their total assessable income for income test purposes is greater than the income-free area, which is $190 per fortnight for a single or $336 per fortnight for a couple combined. Now, whether or not they can benefit will also depend on the rate of pension calculated under the assets test and whether this leads to a lower entitlement. Recall that under means testing for social security purposes, it is really the lower of the assets test figure and income test figure that would apply. This measure um, will incentivize older Australians who are currently not working to return to work or those working at a reduced capacity to increase their hours by potentially reducing the effect of this increase in personal exertion income on their rate of pension. <clears throat> the 
The second measure starts on the 1st of January 2023 and will allow age pensioners and certain veterans entitlement recipients to have their payments suspended for up to two years instead of cancelled. If their income, which includes income from employment, precludes payments. The payment preclusion does not need to be caused by the inclusion of employment income or higher employment income and can be caused by other reasons such as the recipient separating from their partner being assessed under the single pensioner income test. So in that instance, they've moved from the higher couple income test thresholds to the lower single pensioner income test thresholds, and that might have caused them to lose the age pension here. This measure does not, however, apply if the pension ceases for any other reason. For example, if the recipient would not qualify due to a change in their asset level. The new suspension period will not apply if the age pensioner does not have income sourced from an employer-employee relationship. So specifically here, we're not looking at self-employment income being eligible for this measure, as this measure intends to address the employer workforce shortages. The suspension period will also apply to the partner of the age pensioner if they're receiving the age pension, disability support pension, or carer's payment. This is to ensure that the age pensioner is not disincentivized by cancellation of their partner's pension due to their employment. The change will give those uh, receiving eligible payments increased flexibility to move between uh, the pension, so such as the age pension, and periods of work. During the suspension period, it is far easier for the pension to resume if the recipient's income reduces below the upper threshold, only requiring that recipient to notify Centrelink about their updated means. If we compare and contrast that to a situation where the suspension period did not apply, their payment would have been cancelled. In order to receive that payment again, they would actually have to go through a full application or reapplication to receive payment. The third measure also starts on the 1st of January 2023 and allows working age pensioners, disability support pensioners, and certain veterans entitlement recipients and their pensioner partners to retain the pensioner concession card for up to two years after the payment ceases. Currently, age pensioners have their pensioner concession card cancelled 12 weeks after their pension ceases to be payable due to their level of income. Disability support pension recipients currently have their pensioner concession card cancelled 52 weeks after they lose eligibility for the pension due to employment hours or income from employment. For the legislated measure, the payment preclusion period uh, does not need to be caused by the inclusion of employment income and can be caused by other reasons such as that previous example I gave where the recipient is separating from their partner and will in future be assessed under the single pensioner income test. However, the recipient's income, again, just like that previous measure, must include an amount of employment income. The pension cannot cease for any other reason, just like before. For example, if the recipient would not qualify due to the change in asset level. Another bill, which has passed both Houses of Parliament, is the one relating to the childcare subsidy changes, which I have talked about in a previous podcast released on the 14th of October. To summarise the changes, the maximum rate of childcare subsidy will increase from 85% to 90%. Family incomes of up to $80,000 may receive up to this higher maximum amount. Families earning income above that $80,000 will have their rate of subsidy reduced by 1% for every $5,000 above this until it cuts out to nil for family incomes over $530,000. The changes also preserve the increased subsidies uh, that families will receive for a second or subsequent child who is aged 5 and under. 
The subsidy that applies in these cases will be the greater of the percentage calculated under the new rules, as well as the old rules. These changes will apply from the 1st of July 2023, and if you wanted more information, please listen to the technical podcast dated its 14th of October, where I dive into further detail. Finally, two downsizing related bills have recently passed both Houses of Parliament. The first incentivizes pensioners to downsize their home, which passed Parliament on the 25th of November. The measure proposes to increase the asset test exemption period uh, of the proceeds from the sale of their home intended to be used to purchase a new principal home up to a maximum of 24 months from a current 12 months. And uh, it also looks to deem these amounts, so the amounts that we intend to purchase a new home with, at the lower deeming rate. At the time of recording, uh, this bill has not yet received royal assent. And depending on when this receives royal assent, it will commence on the later of the 1st of January 2023 or one month after royal assent. The second involves a measure to reduce the downsizer contribution age to 55, which passed both houses on the 28th of November. The bill now awaits royal assent, which is expected before the end of 2022. The timing is important here as this will determine the commencement date. The downsizer measure will apply to contributions made after its its commencement, which is the first 1 January, 1 April, 1 July, or 1 October after it receives roll assent. If the bill receives roll assent shortly after it has passed, this measure will start on the 1st of January 2023. Otherwise, we'll need to wait until the new calendar year. Issues and topics such as this are what our team loves to discuss, not only in our fortnightly BT Academy webinar series, but also when we speak to advisors around strategy and legislation support when formulating advice for their clients. Our next webinar will be BT Academy episode 65, Aged Care Advice Part 3, Return of the Aged Care Workings with myself, taking place on Wednesday the 7th of November at 12pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. In this session, I will focus on building your knowledge about the financial aspects of aged care, including first by shortly and briefly, revisiting the various aged care fees and means tests before covering a range of circumstances and strategies, such as what happens after the expiration of the two-year exemption of the former home, the differences that apply for DVA war widowers, and the implications of a relative paying for the aged care fees. To register, head to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series. Like all our webinars, the session will also be available on demand if you can't join us live, and all sessions are accredited for CPD purposes. In the meantime, if you have any technical questions, you can contact the BT Technical Services team on 1-800-655-901 or by email to technical at btfinancialgroup.com. Thanks for joining me, and until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows, and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory, and industry news. This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations, or needs.